Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, welcome to this episode of Talk Ya Haq. We just got done recording another beautiful episode. We have mm-hmm. as always an amazing guest for ya. Shaykh Muhad in the building. <laughs> Mashallah to Allah. Amen. I mean, this is a profound discussion. You know, Black History Month uh, has come. Hey, and, shout out uh, to y'all. Yep, yep, and you know, subhanallah, issues surrounding racism and civil rights and you know, this is something that is more discussed during this period mm-hmm. and subhanallah we were able to shed light on a lot of the stuff that happens within our community in terms of racism tribalism discrimination colorism yeah you know and how it manifests within our families our masajids and even when we are looking for spouses this was a big discussion and mm-hmm. i think sheikh fuad subhanallah unpacked this in a beautiful way yeah and uh, i hope that this guy episode uh, inspires you guys and uplifts you inshallah anyways Make sure you guys go tune into this episode. We're going to highlight you on the other side. Welcome to another episode of Talk Yahak, the podcast where we discuss the relevant topics impacting us, Muslim Western youth, to better connect with our faith, inshallah. And I'm your host, Idris Ali Nasir. And I'm your host, Abdi Kareem. And then we got uh, Sheikh Fuad in the building yet again, looking drip all uh, blue, mashallah. Allah Akbar. Blue. Hey, we, we, we all mashing out here. Allahu yeah. Akbar. Oh, Assalamu mm. alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How, How are you feeling, bro? Well, alhamdulillah. 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 Man. And this great, is uh, one of our late podcasts. Yeah. yeah. We enter the evening. So, alhamdulillah. May Allah accept it. Alhamdulillah. Ameen. 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 Hey, bro. We enter this month that's, uh, what is it called? What? Black, Black History, History Month? Black History Month, huh? Black History Month. Yeah. Hey, we got a deadly topic, bro. The mm-hmm. topic. Yeah, shout out to all the black people. Hey. All the black people. I mean, that, I mean. that did what they did for us to be here. Come hey, on. bro. You know, I, you that know? just think that just makes me think about something. Yeah. Okay. We're Somali. You're Aroma, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, our parents migrated to this country. Yeah. yeah. And Subhanallah, our history is a lot different than what the people who actually came through this land through slavery or whatever that they've mm-hmm. been through. That you know. Yeah. And, you know, subhanAllah, I think some of us, like you said, Sheikh, like we got to give the res- the respect where it's due for the people who endured what happened. Such oppression. You know? Yeah, but I think, uh, like, we, we wouldn't be here without them. SubhanAllah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think us as East African Muslims mm-hmm. would have been able to survive in this country if it wasn't for, like, all of the things that they had to fight for mm. for many, many years for us to be here? Right? So, you know, we always have to start with, you know, thanking them for that effort. Sah. And that's why sometimes, like, I don't feel comfortable saying that, like, I'm black. Mm. Right? Mm. I would rather be, like, sometimes I feel like, you know, not to take away, especially in these times, right? right. Like, this is their month. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is not our, our month. Right. Yeah. We shouldn't try to make it like, hey, we're also included in this month. Mm. This is a month that they have out of the year. Mm. And it should be used for, you know, for us to highlight them. Yeah, they're the ones that struggled. They're the ones that fought for all of the freedoms that we enjoy, mm-hmm. right. all of the things that we don't have to go through. Yeah, it's because of them, right? So it's it's you know we gotta always start with you know shout out to them, man. Hey. And they they really struggled. Right, subhanallah. So man, we can even just talk about what the topic of today is, you know, and just getting straight into it. Mm-hmm. Racism in the Muslim community. Mm. That is a a huge topic, and. I'm just curious right off the bat, man, like, yeah. is this something that is prevalent? Is this something that you guys have witnessed, have seen? Oh. Is this something that's happening in our communities? Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, 100%. Right? It has different forms. Um, I think, so, just like in general racism, right? Um, we know that it exists in every culture, mm-hmm. right? Uh, more so, like, this Western culture that we live in. Um, what ends up happening is that because of racism, you are like everybody's impacted. And there was actually a study that I was reading where you obviously like you have the society being racist towards you. Right. Yeah. But if you are someone that is, you know, from the target population, from those that are receiving the racism, you are going to receive it like the more inner groups that you're in. Right. So, for example, you have like African-American brother. Mm hmm. African American brother, society is going to already be racist towards him. Yeah. Right? There's going to be people that are not African Americans that are racist towards him. Let's say he becomes a Muslim. He's going to face racism not only from the outside group, mm-hmm. but now also from the inside group. Mm. Right? And this is also true for like Christians. You have African American Christians, mm-hmm. they face like more racism, not from the people outside of Christianity, okay. but the people in their group of Christianity. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So obviously, you know, there's racism in the Muslim community. It's definitely present. For sure. SubhanAllah. Uh, but why though, bro? Because like <laughs> we know in the deen, mm-hmm. what does the deen say? About racism, right? People praise the deen of Islam for being this deen that's extremely diverse. Yeah. Right? You have Muslims from around the globe. So how can something so disgusting and subhanAllah evil be in our community? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so racism is, you know, the original sin. Mm. Right? The feeling of, of the feeling of superiority over another mm. is was the first sin committed in art in the time of you know, the creation of Adam. Mm. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the angels and Iblis to make sujood to him, the only one that refused was Shaytan, Iblis. Mm-hmm. And then he says to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in different conversations, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about it. He says, Ana minhu, That I am better than him. Min narin wa min you created me from fire, and you made him from dirt, from clay. Mm. Therefore, I have superiority over him. So because of that, I'm not going to make sujood to him, right? And this is this feeling of superiority, that's where it comes from. So this, you know, having that feeling of I'm better than you because of your skin color, because of something that you didn't choose, not something you worked hard for, mm. is from, you know, the satanic systems that you have there. The sata- like this is from the sins of shaitan. And then on top of that, this was also what Fir'aun used to do, right? Uh, Fir'aun, one of the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us was he would take, like he would favor his people over Bani Israel, right? Over the children of Israel, he would mm-hmm. favor them over. And why? Because we're not them. They're lower than us. They have to serve us. Mm-hmm. They have to, be, you know, they, they are our slaves and we are the masters, right? So you have the two worst creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala practicing these sins, mm-hmm. having this feeling of racism in their hearts. Now, Obviously, he's going to, you know, Shaitan, when he comes with the whispers, he's going to get you in one way or another. So even though Islam tells us without a doubt, there is no space for racism. There's no, there's no racism in Islam. The Muslim is still going to be affected by it and the society that he's living in. Yeah. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. But that's actually, it's, it's fascinating when I think about the story of uh, Iblis. Like yeah, right yeah. when you said his name, I was like, subhanallah. Because when we look and we read these stories, right? Yeah. He was someone amongst the jinn who was the most pious. Uh, pious. Yeah. He was yeah. amongst the most pious. And he was elevating his rank so much so that he was amongst the ranks of the angels. Yeah, so he started from somewhere of goodness and then he allowed something, kibir, right? Mm-hmm. Kibir, yeah. Kibir, that got into him. Yeah. Where he thought he was, subhanallah, entitled to something that he was not already given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, so when we think about the Muslim community, something that's so good, and there's goodness within us, and there's goodness in the deen, yeah. you know, a lot of us can allow that kibbutz to come from within us, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just curious, man, just vibe and have a conversation. What were some instances of racism or discrimination that you faced within your communities, right, that you really faced this firsthand? Have you faced this? So you mean like, like in the Muslim community or like in our East African community? Honestly, whatever, wherever it goes. So I think, uh, like, in the, obviously, I don't, I don't think we have, like, racism in the East African community. Like, we have more of a, you know, tribalism issue. Yeah. Um, like that Which will we get into? We'll get into, but, like, I don't think, like, obviously, you, like, I've been in, in, in massages where I don't feel comfortable. Mm. Um, where it's like an East African masjid, right? Yeah. Uh, like, I don't feel comfortable being there. I've, I remember, like, when I first started going to the masjid. This was like in 2008, 2009. So me and my dad, one day we were, you know, we were running, we were doing some errands and we were running late, you know, t- uh, to go to the masjid. And this is like the massages that time were like very segregated. Mm. So we went into a masjid and this was the first time that I went into a masjid. And it was the last time. I've never went back to this masjid. Wow. Okay, as soon as we walked in, like the stairs that we were getting, mm-hmm. like, yeah, these people don't belong here. I was like, yo, I just want to pray my asal and get out of here, right? So, from, and this is a masjid in Seattle, so I've never been back there. I've never been back to that place from 2008 because of how uncomfortable I felt. Wow. Right? And, and like, we all look the same. That was, the, you know, that was the craziest part, right. mm. you know? So, obviously, like, you feel it in, like, in that what, type of way. If you were to speculate mm-hmm. this uncomfort, this staring, this looking, I wonder, what is that rooted in? Is it rooted in, what are you doing here? Or... 
is it probably something else? Like, hmm, this is a... Sh- I wonder, because then, because, for example, right, mm-hmm. we go to the mosque right here. I feel like if there's a, a white brother that walks in or a brother who's clearly visibly, you know, like yeah. a, a reaver, Allah Alam, uh-huh. that comes in, there's maybe a little bit more extra looks. Yeah. But is it from a place of animosity or what, like who are, like what... What are you doing here? You don't belong here, or is it rooted in something else that's necessarily not so malicious? So, what do you think it was, oh, man? Do you no. feel like it was something else? Nah, for me, actually, it, it it felt like they're like, <laughs> "What is this guy doing here?" Oh. Like, and, and you can tell from this, like the little whispers in the in the state. I was like, "Subhan, I'm just trying to pray my asr salah, man. Yeah. Let me pray my asr salah. Get out of here." In general, just uncomfortable. Yes, yeah, like just because obviously, like as human beings, we, we don't like you know being singled out. Yeah, yes, right. So fact. even just that part of it is it's. Like I shouldn't be treated like that at the masjid, mm. right? And this, I'm young this time. Maybe this is like the second, third time I'm going to the masjid. Subhanallah. You know? Did right. you feel like it had to do with like a bunch of like prideful people where they felt like, yeah, this guy walking into the masjid were better than him? I I don't think it was like that, but I just feel like he's not one of us. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like, right? like just because like you're not like uh, one of them, they maybe felt like what's it called? They're better. We than look you. the same though. Yeah. I'll tell you That's that the crazy part. Not like, a lot of us, I, we all look the same. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, we don't stand out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's not like, so, oh, this is a place with, you know, a bunch of Africans. Yeah. And a white dude is walking in. No. Right. Not only are we all Africans, Facts. we're East Africans. Right. right? So, obviously, <laughs> we look the same. Yeah. Right? Like, right now, I bet you most of the people that are listening, right. they can't look at us and say that we're not all Somali. Right. Mm-hmm. right, they go. The fact that you said together. we have an Oromo brother here, they they about to see who's the Oromo brother. Yeah, <laughs> right. So for me, it's like yo, we, we look the same. Yeah, right. nah. but you out here, <laughs> you know. So I, I don't think like right. I don't think, and it's it's the elders too. The elders, yep. Right, so it's not like what well, we have to like. What I the way I look back at it is like yeah, they this is you know this is the time that massages were being built in Seattle, mm-hmm. and this is a brand new masjid. Maybe it's only the people that they know that have been coming. Right. And it might have been the first time that I've been there. Or like anybody that was different from like, you know, the inner circle that's coming. Right. Yeah. You know, but as a Muslim, if you have a masjid, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't give me those. It makes books. people uncomfortable. Yeah. Because yeah. I kind of had the same similar story with him, but it was in a, it was a massage, but a duxi. It was like around duxi time, like Saturday. Oh, yeah. Where what I did felt you experience? Like it was just like, like. I look like everybody there, mm. but everybody didn't know, like everybody didn't consider me as everybody, like as yeah. one of them. Were they not Somali? Was it a different kind of no, demographic? No, there were Somali, but a different demo- demographic, different tribe, brother. Oh, different, different tribe. tribe don't you say? It's having yeah. a hard time saying gotcha. it out. Huh? Wait, so you tell me there's kids out here worrying about Kabil's tribes? No, it's not that. It was the elders and stuff Ooh. like that, all the teachers and that's stuff, great. and I felt like that's why. Remember, I shared a story with what's it called on why, like, what's it, uh, why I got kicked out of Duxi or like I never went back to that Duxi. Right. It was the same Duxi, but it was like it just felt like to me where I felt like, like they made me feel like I wasn't, a, like I wouldn't say a Muslim, but a part uh, of like the a, herd. A, yeah, a part yeah. of the herd. Like I was, I was Somali as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. So I felt like it was like okay, so what am I? Like, am I just like this? guy from another place or am right. i from the same place as you guys Subhanallah. it was more like that and it was right. like when it came to like <clears throat> you know you know how in schools there's like um you can no- notice the segregation right like mm-hmm. i remember when i went to garfield there was a big segregation where in the lunchroom yeah. there would be all the african-american and east african there mm. and then outside in the football field the majority of people you would see is white people mm. you know what i'm saying right. and then duxie when i was there it was like me and like my what's it called a couple of friends that were somali mm. we were everybody was somali but the kind of like the guy who doesn't beef with me let's just say the guy who doesn't think he's better than me yeah. or the guy that makes me feel like i'm somali yeah it was just me and him in one corner and everybody else in one area mm. they had their click and everybody was there and it was just me and this guy just i was like wow i guess i don't know bro this click this click and like behavior i wonder what is that is that a is that a tendency to just do? No. Is that a bad thing? Because like I feel like it's because yeah. they do that because they feel safe with that person. Like they feel safe with that certain mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. You feel me? When yeah. you feel safe in that certain community, you're allowed to express who you are. Right. But when you go in a different environment, you're not gonna 
you're gonna feel abnormal. You're gonna be like, mm, I don't know if I belong here or is this what's up with this? You know, you, tend you start to, to question click it. Click onto what's familiar. Exactly. So like, okay, so you're saying like, okay, this a lot of it could be natural. Uh-huh. So when does it become unhealthy, toxic, and just dangerous? Right? When does that become? Sheikh, you wanna take that over? No, I th- I think just right from there. I don't think this is something the, that's natural. The clicking. Yeah. So obviously, like you gravitate towards people that have similar interests as you. Mm-hmm. Right. People that that you know do things that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people that look like you. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's that's why like if, if you go to a place and there's like this has happened to me many times, right? Mm. <laughs> I'd be I'd be somewhere, and it would be me and African American, mm-hmm. bunch of white people. The rest, mm. like right away, we have this like yeah, like we gonna meet together, <laughs> yeah, right? like, like we gonna come to you, <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah, because like if we look at everybody else around us, at least we got something in common right now, yeah. mm-hmm. right? right? And you feel more comfortable talking to them and mm-hmm. you know doing these things, right? Right. So I think when it becomes an issue is. Now, when you use that as, we're going to keep this person away. Mm. Right? We're going to look at this person this way. That's what it becomes like, you know, taking it too far now. Taking it too far. Yeah. Hey, bro, I want to pivot because, I mean, we could talk about how it happens at the Muslim community, but I want to jump on top of what Abdi talked about in the Duxi. Do you talk about tribalism? Mm-hmm. So this is something that, personally, I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Several times, <laughs> oh, and the sure. older I get, like the more it's like, hmm, this is a thing. Like yeah, I didn't even yeah, know, yeah. like this was a thing. That's just true. As like, especially now I'm becoming like more noticed on social media, or whatever. People are asking me, "What's your tribe?" Oh, I'm interested. <laughs> What's your kabil? What's this? I'm like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> I go on my YouTube analytics, right? And I'm saying, oh, I'm oh, let's see what traffic we got. I see this blog. That's what pops up. Oh, what's this blog? I recognize this Somali blog. I click in it. There's a picture of me, Abdul Karim, and Mahmoud in the Duxi episode where we talk yeah. about madrasas, right? Yeah. Some person was like complimenting my features or like, um, and then suddenly there was a thread all about me. And I was like, okay, this is weird. I was like, read it as because I was like, don't give yeah. me no evil eye. Yeah. You know, yeah. so <laughs> you don't got to protect yourself, bro. Yeah, it's you don't want to know what people are on. Yeah. But I'm reading, I'm curious, what are these people saying? Bro, there was a thread. Trying to discover what my tribe and lineage is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were trying to discover what my <clears throat> tribe is. So I'm actually going to that a little bit because it's interesting. So my dad, and I asked him, like, yo, what's my tribe? When I would ask him as a kid, he would tell me, you're like, Reshidle. I was like, okay, boom. Okay, now I know. When people ask me, I felt like, oh, I had to respond. I had to tell people what that is. Yeah. So now I would tell people, they'd be like, what? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what this is, right? And they wouldn't know. And I'd be like, Dad, they don't know. It's a minority clan. So then I started figuring out, okay, within my family, I have we have different features. Because why? We married into different tribes. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom is Majertan. My, my grandma, my dad's mom is Darot. So now it's split off. But my roots is Shidla. That's my grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. So he was very well known, very respected, yeah. very wealthy yeah. in that era, in that time. But when the Civil War broke out, everything just came to crumble, subhanAllah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here I'm watching these people talking about, you know, tribes. And then somebody actually guessed, like, pretty close to my tribe, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody said, sarcastically, I'm pretty sure, if I told you guys he was this tribe, would you guys be complimenting him now? Mm-hmm. You look at that, subhanAllah. So I'm seeing this within my com- own community. Yeah. You, and, you know, subhanAllah, and I'm interested about hearing you guys' thoughts about tribalism right because you know Sheikh Fahd, like isn't tribalism something that the arabs are known for as well we yeah, need to yeah. see it as there's clear yeah. distinction in tribals yeah. and tri- so what is this what is the history of tribes in islam do you think and man like what have we done to it bro <laughs> so obviously um you should know your tribe right yeah right? like you should know uh, where you've come from you should know your forefathers and mm. so on and I don't think that gives you any favor over the next person, mm-hmm. right? And like the, at the end of the day, this was nothing that you chose. Right. Because of that, you have no right to make it a, like, take it as, as yeah, this, this is the tribe that I am. Yeah. Right? And the Arabs, they used to be next level with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Tribalism in, like, it really meant your status depended on your tribe. Mm. You cannot go higher than your tribe. 
if you come from a low tribe, it doesn't matter what you do, your status will be low. Mm. If you come from a higher tribe, it doesn't matter what you know what what uh, what do you do, you will only be able to reach where your tribe has reached. Mm. And this is why, when whenever we study the seerah, whenever you look at the persecution of the Muslims yeah. in Mecca, those that received the most persecution were those that were of lesser tribes or had no tribes. But the ones that had tribes, that tribe would defend them. The reason why the Prophet ﷺ, even the idea of killing him did not come until towards the end of his 13 years in Mecca was because of the tribe that he came from. Right? Right. And this is, one, this is a rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reason for it, you know, the Prophet ﷺ, he tells us, the reason prophets come from strong tribes that have standing yeah. It's because of the dua of Lut alayhi salam mm. where he asked Allah, you know, oh, are we ila ruktin shadid, right? So, like, let me have someone that I can lean on. Because Lut alayhi salam didn't have a strong tribe in the community that could have helped him mm-hmm. when he was dealing with his people. So the Prophet sallam, says, may Allah have mercy on him. Because after him, every single prophet right. came from a prestigious family. From mm. a prestigious people that could protect them, people that could defend them, right? And that's why the Prophet ﷺ was able to give the da'wah for 13 years, even though he suffered, right? Even though he suffered. And most of the suffering would come at, it would be done to where there was some approval from certain members inside of his tribe. But mm. the ones that got it the worst were the people that did not have, either had came from low tribes or had no tribe whatsoever. The first person to be killed for Islam was Sumayya and she was a slave. Then her husband, Yasir, was next to be killed because he was a slave and had no tribe to protect him. Right? right. And who else suffered greatly? You have people like Khabbab ibn al-Arat, you have uh, Bilal, you know, you have uh, Ammar. These people were people that did not have tribes that could defend them. Right, so this is like really how you know how it was back then, and slowly, uh, like from the beginning, Islam came to get rid of it. Mm. Right, you know there was a point in the seerah uh, of the Prophet sallallahu where there was a man by the name of Walid ibn al-Mughira. Walid ibn al-Mughira, he was uh, from Darul Nadwa. He was from the Quraysh, and he had like a really high ranking within the leadership of the Quraysh at that time. And he's the father of Khalid ibn al-Walid. So Walid ibn al-Mughira, he goes to Abu Talib. When he goes to Abu Talib, Abu Talib, he tells him, you know, your uncle, your nephew has come with things that we can understand. We like the things that he is saying. Mm-hmm. And we want to embrace this deen. We want to be a part of it. But you need to, he needs to fulfill one condition of ours. One condition he has to fulfill. So Abu Talib, he asks him, what, what is the condition? Walid ibn al-Mughira tells him, whenever we come to the gatherings mm. of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, people like Bilal, Ammar, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud cannot be there. Those people cannot be in the gathering while we are there. Mm. And this is in the beginning of the message. <laughs> so then this is taken to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam thinks about it thinks about what can the da'wah accomplish if, you know, Walid embraces Islam. Mm. If all of the people that are with him embrace Islam, how much easier it is it going to be for him? So when the Prophet ﷺ is thinking about this, he goes to the other companions, mm. to the major companions, and they all have the same thing. Maybe this is not such a bad thing to do. Right? He's not saying that, you know, Bilal and, 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 and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and Ammar and so on shouldn't be there at all, but he's just saying that they should, the times that we are there, they shouldn't be there. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals three different verses on this, on this incident, right? And it tells the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, do not turn your face away from those that are calling on to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, looking for the zina of this dunya, for the benefit of this dunya, for the beauty of this dunya. The thing that you're going to get from Walid ibn al-Mughira, do not turn those that have already believed and have iman away because of those things. Mm. 
Mm. And now, why would Walid ibn Mughira make that condition? Because we have a higher status than them. And we should not be in the same gatherings as them. Yeah. Right? So this happens in the beginning. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet, that's, that's not happening. Mm. That's not how, you know, this is not how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at people. This is not how He judges them. He doesn't, he doesn't judge the people based on how, what they look like. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges us based on the actions that we have. And you know, this is, you know, not, not, you know, not to keep going. No, bro. Um, Beautiful, mashallah. In the, you know, the opening of Mecca, Fatuh Mecca, in the eighth year, the Prophet ﷺ has returned and he's conquered Mecca. As soon as Mecca is conquered, it happens, you know, we talked about it in our Sira class, it happens like around Dhuhr time. Mm-hmm. And the time for Asr comes. And the time to make Adhan now is here. So the Prophet ﷺ, he tells Bilal anhu to go up. And give the, khud, uh, the the adhan on top of, on top of the mimbar, mm. right? I mean, on, the, on, the, on top, top of the Kaaba. When Bilal radiallahu anhu gets on top and he's making the adhan, the Quraysh that have surrendered but they haven't embraced Islam yet, mm-hmm. they begin talking to one another, right? On, is this who he's letting give adhan? He couldn't he find somebody better than this crow? And this is mm. how they're talking about Bilal radiallahu anhu, and they were saying some like really disgusting things. Right about him, about Bilal and the Prophet doing this thing. Then Jibril alayhi salam is Abdullah ibn Abdullah ibn Abbas says Jibril alayhi salam comes down to the Prophet and informs him of what these people are saying, mm. what they're saying about Bilal. So then the Prophet he gives a khutbah and he says, "Oh mankind, the time of having pride in your forefathers has ended." That time has ended. And Allah has replaced it with something better. A man is only one of two types. It's either he is a man of taqwa, a man of righteousness, and a man that is pleasing to Allah, mm-hmm. or a man that is a fajr, a man that is a, a, a sinner. Mm. And he disobeys Allah, and Allah is not pleased with him. These are the only categories of men. And he says, and every man comes from Adam. And Adam was created from? Clay. Turab, from clay, from dirt. This is where he was, the time, you know, this calling of jahiliyyah, of being prideful of what your forefathers gave you, mm. what, where, where, where that came from, Islam is no longer here. It, is, this, it has ended. And the only thing that we judge ourselves upon is taqwa. Right, the only thing that can give a virtue over one man over another, it is the 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 you know the taqwa that a person has in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. How much they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the only not thing. what you look like, mm-hmm. not what color you are, Thanks. not how much money you have. Right. But what is your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Mm. Right? So this is like you have something in the beginning where the Prophet is being addressed by Allah. To not turn away, you know, do not fulfill the demands of these people. Mm. You have this khutbah in the eighth year. And then obviously we all know the famous hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that happens in the last khutbah that he gives. Mm-hmm. That there's no superiority for the Arab over the non-Arab. No superiority over the white man over the black man or the black man over the white man. Right? Everyone is created from Turab or everyone is, is, is from Adam and Adam is from clay. Mm. Right? Adam is from, from the dirt. Right? So th- these, these are things that we know. Yeah. And this is how like Islam views tribalism. And we can get into some like very, you know, some ahadith where I, I wouldn't even feel comfortable saying. Why not? Because there was one time where, the, where someone came to the Prophet and they were with a companion. And this companion was boasting about his tribe, mm. boasting about his forefathers. And the Prophet said, go and tell him to go bite on the membrane of his father because that's where he got this from. Mm. Right? This is where you got your, your lineage. This is where it comes from. Right? And we know the hadith of Bilal radiallahu anhu and, and, and Abu Dhar al-Ghifari. Even though Abu Dhar al-Ghifari was darker than uh, Bilal, what does, he, what does he say to Bilal? You know, when Bilal owed him some money and he asked for an extension, the Prophet was walking in front of them. Right? So they're just having their own conversation on the side. And then he looks at him and he says, you know, I'm not going to give you the extension. And he, 
he makes him, uh, you know, he, he belittles him. And he says, you the son of a black woman. Mm. And the Prophet ﷺ stops. And he's like, are you, you know, are you belittling him because of his mother? Like, are you putting him down because of his mother? You are a man that has traits of jahiliyyah still inside of you. Traits from the times of ignorance inside, you know, still inside of you. Mm-hmm. And this is Abu Dhar al-Ghifari anhu. So then he puts his face on the ground and he tells Bilal, walk on me. Bilal picks him up and he forgives him. Right? So you have these, this, this is how Islam looks at it. Mm. But you still have Muslims that don't see it that way. Look at the sincerity, though. The sincerity in that Sahaba who said right away, he didn't say, but but this, that, right away. SubhanAllah, he submitted to the truth. Once once the truth came, you submit yourself to the truth. Yeah. And, you know, this is is the wildest thing for me, right? When you hear all of these things, not a single Muslim is going to disagree with you. Theoretically, we are okay with these ahadith. Mm -hmm. We are okay with the ayahs that talk about not being racist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when it comes to practice... We don't. The biggest issue right. when it comes to marriage. Mm. Right? Okay. Is now what, we get into it. <laughs> like, why the people that I talk to right. that mm-hmm. call me to ask me what should I be doing? Yeah. One of the parents does not want the other because simply the race that that person has. <laughs> yeah. Right? They have he's this race or she's this race. Right. You cannot marry her. Yeah. And then those same people would turn to you when their country is going through some things. Mm-hmm. Getting some things and turn you, we are Muslims, let's stick together. Yeah. You turned me away when I came to your door. Why? What happened to the Islam at that time? Uh-huh. Right? Uh, you didn't care about Islam then. Why yeah. should... Like, obviously, we shouldn't... Right, you know, right, right. We, we shouldn't let that experience be like, you know, the whole nation is doomed. Right? Yeah. But obviously, you can't be a hypocrite to my face. Yeah. When I came and asked you for <laughs> your daughter... Right. Or I came and, and I brought a daughter to you that was not your tribe mm-hmm. or that was not your race. You didn't tell me, oh, it's Islam. This, this is allowed. Mm-hmm. Akhi, there was a brother I was talking to and we'll just say he's an Arab brother and the sister's East African. The, his father, you know what he said to the brother? Mm. He tells the brother, think about your lineage. Think about your lineage. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, this is, this is, what lineage? This kid's American. He doesn't care about, he doesn't mm-hmm. care about what you care about. Yeah. He knows nothing about your lineage. Yeah. Right? And you tell him, remember that. <laughs> right. SubhanAllah. Uh-huh. So, He's you know. brother trying to get married. Like, to point, like, before marriage, I believe, like, I got so much insight of what he was talking about, about tribes and stuff. And I feel like tribes is like, um, it's like the social media. What do you mean by that? Like, I, in my opinion, I feel like social media has two ways. It could be bad or good. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I feel like tribes could be a, a good thing and a bad thing. The good good out of the tribe thing is you learn your family, uh-huh. where your family's from, who who exactly are you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But the bad thing is you start to put ego and pride into your head you and say- identity with yep, it. Yep, exactly. And you uh-huh. say, oh, just because I'm from this, uh-huh. I'm more superior than you. My tribe did this more than, you know, what you did. Yeah. But in reality, it's not even... And you know what's crazy? And I feel like this was, like, kind of meant to be. Like, two days ago, I think we posted um a video on Instagram yeah. about a Chinese man saying, when you go to Jum'ah, uh-huh. what's it called? And he was just saying that I am a Chinese man. Uh-huh. I didn't ask God to make me Chinese. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I didn't... Uh-huh. No one, you... Like, you can... You can... I don't think you can ask God to be like, hey, make me... No, this, you- Obviously, that's yeah. not this happened, like, it just happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Allah, like he said. You know what I'm saying? And he was saying, like, when you go to Jum'ah, it's like, like again, having those clicks. You yeah. hang around with your people, this uh-huh. people, and then it's like, there's certain people that feel like they're the minority. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel yeah. like it's just such a bad thing where it's like, maybe get rid of it. But I do agree with what you were saying when it came to marriage and stuff like that because I have seen it with my own eyes. No, I think we've all seen it. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Like, you know what I'm we all know it. Exactly. Like, even if like, like, to me, that's the, like the most, like, I remember I had a conversation with one of my cousins uh-huh. and we were having a conversation and it was just me, my cousin, and like, uh, what's it called? All our family. We were, ha- we were just having like a youth conversation. It was just a mm-hmm. bunch of youth, youth of us. And then what they're saying is, what's it called? The most, like, a lot of the times, if a guy goes to get a girl's hand in marriage, 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether she's from a different tribe, mm-hmm. some sometimes it works out because yeah. at the end of the day, is what's it called? The father's always proud of like the boy getting a girl, and mm-hmm. uh, you know how you follow your dad's your dad's tribe. Yeah. You feel me? But now it becomes stickier when it's reversed. When when, yeah. when the woman wants a certain brother, yeah, and he's not from the same tribe as yeah. what they like. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. But that is something that does happen. But yeah, the, no. but the chef, you mentioned something interesting. A lot of us youngest don't care. Mm-hmm. Like you ask them, we so don't we don't know enough about it. To yeah. Care. Like, what is it gonna do for me? What, is it gonna benefit me right now? Am I gonna say that to college admission? I'm this tribe. Are they gonna do something <laughs> for you? They gonna give you a, They gonna give you a scholarship? No, no, not necessarily. But it's always. I feel like what they think about it is, uh, and we were having a con- like that conversation. We we're talking about, so, okay, if you like, if you were to marry this guy, or you did, and he's not the tribe that you like, they're they're more concerned about the kids. They're okay, ne- let's like, talk about that. What's what's what about that? Like, like I don't like, think are they going to be the same as us? Yeah. Regardless, y- your own kids are not like you. Exactly, your kids are not like you. But the thing is, they have the idea of. Uh, like they could get married, but the kids they have follows the tribe that they don't like. Yeah. He takes that tribe. Yeah, that's so wild. That's you know, what the problem really, is. If you think about it, mm-hmm. this uh, this might I might just sound very disrespectful right now. Yeah. But if you think about it, yeah. you're marrying into a tribe. That means you're looking to marry into your family. <laughs> so you're saying that he's not like us. Meaning you want him to be like you. Meaning mm-hmm. you want to marry in your family. Mm-hmm. Right now we're disgusted by the thought of marrying a first cousin, second cousin. Yeah. You're just doing that on a wider scale. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know so, what I mean? But it's not even think about it, that. It's not even like that. It's just the fact of like knowing that when you think about the grandparents, yeah. like the grandfather, oh, that's my grandson. What could be Lizzie? Oh, he's the same Kabila as me. So therefore it bring now if he's something else, they're more worried about other people talking about the kid. Mm. Or the, the, so stat- the I yeah. think a lot of what there we can say it is status, yeah, right. And we think about status. And Sheikh, I want to go but reiterate what you said because Mashallah, you were dropping some gems on us. Yeah, when you talk about the status, the status that we should care about is what is Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Our mm-hmm. deeds being accepted from Allah yeah. Subhanahu Wa Taala. That mm-hmm. is what at the end of the day yeah. is what's going to add and uh, weigh anything. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. what our forefathers did. No, <laughs> it's going to be what we do. Actually, we, we live in America, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what you got to say. Bro, like, we, we live in America. Mm-hmm. Really think about that. Right. I, I don't go around asking guys what your tribe is. Mm. Mm. But the thing is, in America, back then, it was more of names. Yeah. So that's the same thing. But it's in, not back then, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's right now. I feel like the mm. Americans let go of that. It's like, your last name is, oh, whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? Actually, bro, think about it like this. Right. You don't have as much Somali in you as your father. Mm. You you don't have that culture. Yeah. We spoke about this before. Right. Your kids, even if you married your own tribe, will not have the same amount as you as their grandfather. Yeah. You already have a watered down version. Uh-huh. They're just about to have the water, achi. Mm. <laughs> How they can water down? Subhanallah. Right? So you have yeah. to really think like, okay, how well do you guys speak Somali? Oh man, we gonna get into this right now. I've been no, trying to dodge the bullet <laughs> for a while. I, I went about twenty episodes in without being put on the spot, but actually, you just ruined the streak. Bro, I'll keep how, it how a buck with you guys. Know, I don't. I don't think. Me? You can, yeah, I would say I know about like fifty percent, fifty sixty percent. And look, I'll keep. I think he's capping. <laughs> I no. don't think he knows fifty percent. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I would say I do. <laughs> okay, he speaks pretty decent. So I can uh, understand pretty decent. For you though, yeah, compared to it's different than pretty yeah. decent. Yeah, if I go back home, they'll know for sure I don't speak this, good. This is the fob now, huh? Yeah, yeah. you know. You go back so there. look, if you only speak fifty percent of it, yeah, how much is your kid going to speak? Mm. We'll be generous <laughs> and say twenty-five percent. Actually, I got a younger sibling that hates to speak our language. Mm. Doesn't want to speak it. Why? Because. He thinks of himself as he's an American. Mm. You know, sometimes I'll be talking to like little kids, nine-year-olds, you know, 10-year-olds. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, actually, there was a kid. <laughs> there was a kid I met. He His parents are from Ghana. Mm. He's nine. He has his older brother with him that was like 15. When I asked the older brother, like, you know, where are you from? Mm-hmm. His, right away, his answer was Ghana. Even though he's born in, you know, here. Mm-hmm. The little kid goes, no, you're not from Ghana. You were born at this hospital. You're from America. Wow. <laughs> he checked him like that. I was like, what's up with this little kid? Yo. <laughs> right? And then on top of that is, yeah, he 
that kid, no attachment to back home. Yeah. Zero attachment to back home. The 15 year old has a little bit of it. Yeah. Your kids, you try your heart, even if you marry into the same tribe. Mm-hmm. But like we it's said, not going to mean much yeah. at all. So it's like, okay, we can't use that as much anymore. Yeah. And you can't even use it at all to be like, we don't want this person. Especially living here. Yeah. Anyways, man, this is, we're supposed to be talking about racism in the Muslim community, not tribalism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, let's bring it back a little bit. Right? But before before we go, yeah. go back to the Muslim community part, I want to add on top of this. I know a lot of brothers mm-hmm. who are trying to get married. Yeah. We all are. And, Allah you know, the situation is... I'm married. Allah But look, so yeah. when brothers trying to get married, you know what I'm saying? Oftentimes they run into those problems where, oh, you're not yeah. the right tribe or you're a different race. Mm-hmm. You know, I know some brothers who are trying to get married to Somali sisters and they're not Somali. And now it's a problem. And now they're trying to force it. Yeah. Bro, I'm going to just say this straight up. If you feel like you have to force your way into mm-hmm. someone accepting you, Bro, that's an L. For sure. I don't think I don't think they ever actually accept you. They're not yeah. gonna actually accept you. Yeah. And then you have to think about it. Bro, like if you have kids, is your kids going, going to feel accepted from their in laws? Yeah. From their side of the family. Yeah. Is the daughter or is the husband going to feel pressure for having taken you as their spouse? Yeah. The it's someone that's supposed to be someone who's gonna complete half of your deen. In my opinion, yeah, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. So you got to moonwalk out of that situation. Yeah. <laughs> I was <just> going to say. <laughs> in my opinion, I feel like, let's say if they were to get married, it ends through this, the parents. Like, it goes, like, n- not uh, the grandparents. I feel like that is the, like, it's not us that deal with what's it called tribalism. Cause none of us really care about uh, it. You'd be surprised, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, for sure. People yeah, are, yeah, but, like, people our age. I, I, if they grew up in America, I highly no. Not I'm not talking about the person themselves. Even the them, parents, even yeah. us. Some it's of us got conditioned by our parents uh, because our parents think about, oh yeah, I'm this tribe. Oh, that must mean I'm important now yeah. because my parents <laughs> think. So. Now yeah. you indoctrinated by that subconsciously. Yeah, I do. You agree may not with blatantly that. be yeah. blatant about it, yeah. but it's a subtleness about I it. I agree with you because I've had certain conversations with so many people, and I said, "Would you marry this tribe?" over straight up they said no mm. even them being raised here they said up no and i felt offended of because of because i was like really yeah. like even if they're muslim nope i can't my parents taught me not to marry them so let's bring it back to i just wanted to make we get into that but you said racism in the muslim community yeah did something come into your mind when you wanted to go into that no no i was just saying like because yeah, I feel yeah. like it's part of it, bro. Because if yeah. we think about racism, right? When we think yeah. about racism, it's like a superiority over someone's race. Yeah. Well, us, you break it down on a like a uh, so like a, a sub level of oh, that, that would tribalism, be tribalism. Man. Yeah. It's like peeling a layer. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're all Somali, but we formed racism within and our the, own. It's so <laughs> exactly. And then what is it called? Because I tribalism. feel like what's it called? Like our racism is not like as of in America how black people how they do. Our racism is just tribalism. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm no, saying? But when you think about it, though, like, subhanAllah, I, was, I would talk to some people about that. We always talk about this, how the Muslims, mm-hmm. that golden era. Yeah. You know, and we always talk about that. Mm-hmm. Sheikh Fuad, when we see Muslims were dominating, subhanAllah, we gathered together, we stuck and we bound together, mm-hmm. not on each other's race, but on Tawheed. Yeah. That's really it. And, and what happens yeah. when we put something before that? Yeah. When we put our lineage over our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or our tribe or our color or our race. Subhanallah. You know That's what's crazy? Like, uh, I just thought of something. You guys ever heard of that saying, um, when it's your time and you pass away, right. how they say, what's it called? You you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. Mm. You guys, you guys ever yeah, heard of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, your tribe don't go to the grave with you. You know Nobody gonna cover to the grave with yeah. you. God Your doesn't wife not you know, gonna go to the grave uh, with you. When you're being judged, they, they don't ask you what tribe were you. Yeah. They say what's your deed, what you did, what you did not do. Subhanallah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we just so we prior, especially like from like what I learned, like mm-hmm. through like my parents and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. The way that tribalism is like the way they express it and talk about it, to me it almost seems like they like it's like like it's like a pedestal, like yeah. it marks. Like they trying to size you up. Like my dad was telling me, he's like, "Idris, if somebody asks you to tribe, bro, you don't have to tell them the details because really, what they're trying to do is they're trying to size you up. You tell them you're Somali and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Really, what they're yeah. doing is sizing you up, 
bro, you want to size me up? Okay, what's up? Look at me. Look at yeah, me. You want to yeah. see this is what you're going to get? Yeah. You're not you're going to reject me for what I am. Then yeah. salam alaykum, alaykum as yeah. We got to you know? keep it like this. Oh, my question to you is like what's it called? Do you like what's it called? Cuz I I'm not I'm not like from Oromo or anywhere, right? Yeah. Do you guys deal with the same type of what's it called oh, thing? Oh, for sure. Mm. Mm. Oh, for sure. The same thing. Mm. Same wow. Travel is rampant in our community. Mm. Right, like same same thing. Subhanallah. And to me it's like you can't, don't look Huh? Yeah, to me that's so like absurd. Like I don't know. Like it. Like <laughs> yeah, it just. It makes me frustrated to think about. It. It's like it's almost as if like we mix the religion mm-hmm. with uh with tribe into one and saying yeah. oh they go together. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And to me that's the most saddest thing because it's like wow. So it's like like you want your lineage to go this way but it can never start the other way to be like oh maybe something else could come out of it okay no this is something that I want to bring up because this is a hadith popped up in my head but Sheikh Fuad forgive me if I'm mistaken and correct me inshallah I heard somebody using this in the context of a hadith they heard or something like that talking about how the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he told us to marry um, to those I do not want to butcher this. I'm really, I'm not saying it's verbatim, but it's paraphrased. In the context of this, it's like marry like a person in a cultural or custom or something like that that you're familiar with. Have you ever heard of this hadith or something along the lines of it? I have to, I have to find her to something. But it's like somebody was saying this, like, uh, like if you're like, like if you're Somali, then it could be Somali. But even if you're from the United States and you're Somali, it could be someone who's just from the United States, like a, a girl who's Daisy, who's also from the United States. You yeah. guys are related in culture versus mm. me, someone else, a random person in an African country, like somewhere in Africa, different country. I ha- America, yeah. And I'm an American and Somali. That disconnect could cause a friction. Mm. So uh, I guess the con. But Sheikh Rukh, you never heard that, right? No, I never know. Okay. Well, Allah, may Allah forgive yeah. me if I. Lie, uh, lying on the Prophet yeah. and all that. So, so may Allah forgive No, me. for sure. I, I think it, it makes sense, right? Right. Marrying someone you have some relatability, relatability with, right? Yeah. Right. Um, whether it's you both grew up in the United States, you right. both went to school here, mm-hmm. um, you both grew up here. Right. Yeah. Like these are things that um, you can relate, you know, with one another with. So. And she'll understand your culture and you understand her culture. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, the parents are not at that level to understand. Mm. That their children don't have the same culture as them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where like this, like you have to, you know, marry into the tribe, marry into the, you know, the clan, whatever it is, comes from. Uh, yeah. So, we talked about our experience and stuff like that. Man, you being an imam, you yeah. know, and you're in your brother who, of course, mm-hmm. different complexion than a lot of the people <laughs> that we see, yeah. you know, <laughs> talking about the dean <laughs> and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. Sheikh, <laughs> what I'm curious, have you ever had? Some experiences of racism or discrimination in these circles. One hundred percent. Okay, so you know, so you have like I face two types of, you know, I face like one extreme, and then one that that doesn't seem that bad, but you can tell like, you know, something's mm. wrong here. Mm. So a lot of times, whenever I would give a khutbah, right. and this happens whenever I go to like a predominantly Arab or like a Desi masjid, right? Oh, yeah? I would give the khutbah. <laughs> And then I would come down, and you know, people come up to you after the khutbah. Yeah. And they'll say things which, like, they don't sound like a big deal, or they don't, like, they're not saying it with, like, you know, a bad intent behind it. Yeah. But if you, like, the more I think about it, be like, yo, what are you talking about? Right? So, a lot, like, people will say these things to me, right? They'll be like, oh, my God, where are you from? Your, your Arabic is so nice. Mm. And I'll be like, oh, I'm from East Africa. No, you can't be from East Africa. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Where else am I from? Mm. You know? Like, there was a brother, there was, subhanAllah, there was somebody that was like, oh, you have to be from Saudi, the way that you say the hadith. I was like, no, I'm from East Africa. He was like, no, I don't believe it. Mm. Right? So there's like these small ones, like, yeah. and this happens like constantly, right? Mm-hmm. There was somebody that tried to tell me, like, I can't be East African. Mm. Wow. I have to be from the Middle East. And I was like, yo, like at that time, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not be like, yo, that's not what it is. You know, but the more you think about it, like, you don't think people that look like me, mm. people that look like me can talk like this, mm. can say these, right? And then there's also, obviously, um, like, the next level of that is there's some massages where 
there's obviously some massages I've went to, which I've swore to myself never going back mm-hmm. because of the experiences there. Are you serious? Yeah, right? mm-hmm. not like, not to get to like you know in, too much into it. Yeah. But there's some places you go to where they give you the looks mm-hmm. again. Like, what is this guy doing here? Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't belong here. Uh, same people that won't return your salams. Right? Like, there's people I would give salams to. Obviously, like I'm walking to the masjid. I would give salams to people, and they would just look at you and look away. And then, after the khutbah, those same people were coming to you. Assalamu alaikum, mashallah, Sheikh, that was an amazing khutbah. Brother. Wow. <laughs> that, wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't for you. Mm. <laughs> you should have given my salams out there. You know, so there's like, like that happens. Right. Like, a lot. Mm. Um, but I think there was one time where, like, so, so this is this is really the problem, right? Like, it, it doesn't come from other imams. Mm. Generally, it doesn't come from other imams. It comes from the people. But there was one time I was invited, um, you know, to this like little gathering, and there was like six, seven different imams there, and everyone was like, you know, from different states, and they were flown in, and, and you know, their hotels were paid for, and you know, the, the typical things. Yeah. So while I'm in the gathering, and the other imams are there. A question comes up on it's a, it's a Muslim organization. They're talking about you know how to improve themselves and, and yeah. you know, things like that. So the problem of diversity comes up mm. of how come we don't see diversity in the ranks or in the activities that we do in, in these things. And the first thing somebody says is like, "Look, we have a black imam here." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are you serious? I was like, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> this is this is the last time I'm here. Right? Yeah. So it's like you know you face these things. Yeah. And I don't think like tokenized. The, yeah. And mm. this is you know what you saw me tweet today, right? Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I think today is February first. So mm-hmm. the past couple of days, there's been like you know four or five different massages that have reached out to me to come and do a program on racism. Mm. Right. To come. It's Black History Month. Right? Yeah. You know how you know certain sections of the muslim community gets yeah so they want to feel like we're doing something right? yeah right we we <laughs> like we just want to put on a show that hey the black history month we talked about mlk we talked about malcolm mm. yeah right? we we've done our job we can continue being racist the rest of the time mm. right? i, I want to i feel guilty for the way i am right so let me put some things that will make me you know push it back to the mind so they call me and they're like yeah you know we have this play, you know this panel discussion we want to talk about racism in the community I was like, look, man, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Mm. You know, there's like four different Muslims I turned on because I I don't want to have that experience of, look, we have a black imam here. Mm. I don't want that to happen. Right. That and black I, friend. Oh, we that got black that black friend. friend. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about too. <laughs> right? So I was like, call me some other times. Right? Yeah. Right. And I feel, and you see this like a lot, right? Where you said in the beginning, right. you're not, I don't look like what, when somebody thinks of, the typical American imam. Yeah. You're not thinking of an African-American, even though they're one-third of the Muslim population. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you're you not thinking of someone that looks like me. Mm. You're thinking someone that's, you know, a little bit, you know, fair skin, comes from, you know, suburbia. Yeah. Right. All their lives, they've lived in suburbia. Yeah. And they're, they're closer to, you know, white people. That's mm. what, whenever you think of, you know, Mus- Muslim Americans. Yeah. Right? That's what you think of, even though they themselves are the minorities. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? So... So they want someone that's, you know, a little bit on the darker side mm. to come and, you know, validate this, these events that they have. And, mm. you know, so like you read, <laughs> I am not doing no racism events. Mm. If the masjid, especially if the masjid hasn't called me in a long time. Mm. If you are, the first thing you're calling me for is to come do some, you know, make you feel good. You brought a black email. That's, I'm not going to do that. Mm. You are not. I've already, I was used as a token one time. That will never happen. Not going to happen again. Never. What if somebody says, Bashar, you know, these yeah. people need to hear what you're saying about racism. Brother. Putting them on the spot. But you'd be like, this is the communities where we need. Yeah. You got to no. let them know, bro. No, okay, not only, bro. Or we're we just going to send them this podcast episode. That's it. Mm. Really, this is, you know, and then even look, yeah. think about it like this. Um... <laughs> We've had, you know, famous imams come to Seattle. Yeah. Right? They, they don't come to us. Mm. They don't come to our massages. Right. They go where? Again, suburbia. Mm. From where they come from. And, and this is like... <sighs> sometimes I'm, I'm like, I listen to these people talk. I'm like, what are, what are they talking about? Mm. But simply because of what they look like, 
it's like oh yeah we you know they're they're more on our side uh. they more you know they have more authority in this field even though though that might not be the case right there's subhanallah there's a there's a brother that i was talking to this is a while back so. and we were reading a book together the person that was you know doing the footnotes of the uh, of the book mm-hmm. he's an african-american scholar muslim scholar so. mm-hmm. uh, from the midwest so we're talking about how come he's not known how come he's not well known when there's so many books that he's written so many classes that he's you know he's taught and he shares you know some of the experiences when you re- these are books in Arabic, mm-hmm. and he's adding the notes in Arabic. Right. So obviously, for you to be able to do that, you have to have some grasp of this language. Mm. Yeah. And you have people because he's African American, accusing him of not knowing Arabic. Wow. But they cannot produce what he has produced. Subhanallah. Right. So this is really how you know, like racism in the Muslim community. Like this is how it is. Subhanallah. Mm. Even in the circles of knowledge. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Subhanallah, this just shows how it has shown up everywhere. Actually, because this is like, like you know, deeply ingrained in us. In us, yeah. Right? In like, our cultures, too. Yeah. Wanting to feel more superior than others. Subhanallah. For sure. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. do agree with them, and wallahi. Hey, man, I commend you for that. To tell them, nope, I ain't going to do no, it and we, be... I am not about to be no token, brother. Yeah. <laughs> be the poster boy and be like, hey, not, that I'm, black friend, guys. Black, I'm no, but shit, when you talk about like suburbia and all that stuff... Mm-hmm. It shows you how, like, for example, economics come into play. Yeah. Social economic statuses. That's a big issue within our community. Not a lot of us are well off, right? Mm-hmm. These these communities that are in more uh, affluent areas, yeah. you know, who can afford, you know, renowned speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to drive 45 minutes for that thing. just to get something. Did they, make that, it, did they make you pay? No, no, no. It was, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. I was able, but I had to go 45 minutes. I was like. Bro, do you know who needs to hear this down in the our south? Our people. You know, our people <laughs> we are need suffering it. in the streets. Are you talking bro. about that place you were yeah. I was supposed Pretty to go? Sure, yeah. yeah, I went to yeah. that thing. But I was like, I drove there and I was like, I want to come here every day. Yeah. Well, like, I was like, if we had a mosque here like that, because mind you, wealth is taking care of basketball court. Yeah. Mm. Every day I was like, yo, it gave me that Texas vibes. Yeah. I was like, why don't we have that here? Socioeconomic status. We have... We, we we could get into it's, it's very political, but subhanAllah, it makes you like, oh my goodness! Like I would want to relocate and move into these maybe these cl- these areas where, bro, they were holding classes. They were like, yo, we're holding a class right here uh, every Saturday for brothers who are just now learning the Quran and they're stuttering. Come here, I was like, yo, where's this in our communities? You know, it's crazy. They had classes, schools within the masjid. I was like, subhanAllah. And you know, it's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like there's. Have you ever went to the Birin masjid yet? Yeah, I have. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Birin one? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That one, yeah. It's pretty nice. They got a little indoor, but it's not like one that's like shown out there. Mm. Not a lot of people. When I I go to the Jum'as there, at least maybe less than 100 people come there. It's so low Okay, but this is another thing. Like, we could even try to get to, like, like one thing. I remember I was talking to Petty, and he's been on the podcast before, and he even said it, like, in one of our circles, he's like, yo, like, every block you go to, there's a masajid, small masajid, Mm -hmm. asking donation a lot of struggling, the times, yeah. right? They're struggling, yeah. and you know our people. We're for as struggling. long as I've known that brother, this has been his goal, man. You know, the, the, Allah make it easy. I mean, for him. Allah, but Allah it is a, it is like a it is a noble noble oh, goal. For sure, yeah. yeah. And you know, when I go to Texas, I see one big mosque. Everything the 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 the, the, the funding is coming from a huge radius. Mm-hmm. We go over here, like bro, you just milking everybody's <laughs> pockets, like oh, bro. So when you think about it, Sheikh, like. We have a mosque here. We have a mosque there. We have, and they're divided in what? Ethnic groups. Yeah. Language groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Sheikh. I don't know the politics. But like we see the Arabs and the Daisies and them doing more strategic. I don't know. Why are we lacking, bro? Because <laughs> we don't have the money, I think. Mm-hmm. We don't have the money. Is that what it is? Yeah. Let's get them tech jobs. Brother, not only that, when you can take that white option mm. on your college application. Yeah. And on your job application. Mm. Your life is going to be much easier than the box that we have to take. Mm. So what does this mean? It means they have more wealth to do these things. Right? Yeah. Akhi, you look. You go to the masajids here. Right. You go to the masjid. We have classes in. Sah. You think anybody in there owns a house? Mm. Not a single person. Not a single person owns a house there. Right. Not yeah. a single person. We could even say makes close to six figures. Forget being over. Mm. So when these are the people that 
you know, we're asking from, mm-hmm. the people that we're relying on. Right. Obviously, we, we can't, can't have expect what much. those things have. Yeah, because right? yeah. they have daily struggles that they deal with. Yeah. And especially living, like, from this sector and around is usually the low-income family that live around here. Mm-hmm. Well, so wouldn't it be smart to concentrate our efforts? Like, if we already have little means, may, like, I'm telling you, bro, if we had, like, you know, one central area yeah. and we pull the funding, then we'd probably see the mosques more crowded, more resources, more programs available. I have an idea, but I'll talk to you guys about it later. I don't know. I'd just be having crazy ideas in my head. No, hey, you easy, might see man. them start popping up. Again, that's what we do need. Because yeah. as the youth come up and these concerns are raised, like, hey, yeah. maybe there are better things we could do. We should consider those. You know, so, 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 so it's our time now. It's our time now. Mm-hmm. You know, may Allah reward those that establish these messages. Now let's make Shabbat. it better. I mean, I mean, I mean, Hey, bro. Yeah. I I feel like this was gonna be a perfect place to end it. Yeah. But I gotta milk this episode for five more minutes because I feel like there's one thing that did come on my mind. Mm-hmm. I go. Inshallah, last five minutes. Last five minutes. Colorism. We yeah. talked Ooh. about tribalism. We talked about racism. I feel like the one category is colorism. I remember those, like, for example, you hear things like this. You shouldn't marry that guy. You shouldn't marry this girl because of certain complexion now. <laughs> Why? Because your babies are going to be a certain skin tone. <laughs> so now, mm. we, now it is actually beauty standards. We see, I can say firsthand, it's not like I'm pointing fingers, I have women in my family. I've seen women in my Somali community mm-hmm. who bleach themselves, mm-hmm. who use certain soap with the Indian woman who clearly is a Photoshop skin tone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at them and I'm just like, yo, what are you doing? Uh. And they're bleaching themselves and they have this standard. And we can even say, because, you know, we go to the liberal schools because we learn these fancy words, mm-hmm. Eurocentric ideals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I wrote that down somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They have these Eurocentric ideals of what beauty is. So this colorism is added too. So, bro, like, Man, what do you think is the danger or what is your view on this idea of colorism, bro? I mean, uh, it's the same thing as racism, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is just the, these are the children of racism, mm-hmm. right? Because now it's, you have, you've believed in the superior race. Mm-hmm. Right. You have features that are not like that. You will want to get to that place. Ooh. So someone, a genius came up with the smart idea to make money right he said i can give you a product that'll make you look like them mm. look like that race that is superior to you that you have believed Subhanallah. right because the only people that actually use those things yeah they have internalized that those people mm-hmm. are actually superior to me yeah wow. what can i do to get as close as possible to them Subhanallah. right so this is this is where it comes from it right. comes from the fact that Racism had has a bunch of children. Mm-hmm. The way that it manifests in 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 not like in our communities and mm-hmm. in many communities that don't have the color white, mm-hmm. it's we are going to try our best to get to that point. So, Maybe I can use this thing. I can use an umbrella when I'm outside in the sun, so it doesn't wow. burn me. The self hate. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I can you know do these things mm. so that I can look a little bit like them. Mm. Because they are superior, because they are better. Yeah, I want to be like them. Right. And the same thing with you know our hairs. Right. When we try to make it look oh, a certain. That's way. another part. Right. The this hair. Is, yeah. This is right. all from like you've internalized the fact that they are better than you. Yeah. Subhanallah. And because they're better than me, I have to try and be like them. Yeah. So let me change the way that I am. Let me try to change this color that I've been given. Mm-hmm. Let me change the way that my hair. And looks. what are you saying? Subhanallah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through your actions. When you are changing yourself, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fashioned you Perfect. in a way that He saw fit. Beautifully. Subhanallah. And here we are looking to change what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created and was pleased with to create you in a specific way. Yeah. To please who? The creation the itself. Creation. La hawla la And this is, like, really look around the world. Really look at the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. I don't think we are the most beautiful creations. Mm. Right? Human beings, I don't think they're the most beautiful creations. Mm. When you look at the sky at the time of sunset, mm. at the time of sunrise, yeah. you look at the mountains in the distance. Mm. When you see these things, the beach, you see all of these beautiful things and you right. find beauty in those things. Sah. It is the same Lord that made that so perfect that created you. Subhanallah. Wow. That made you the way that you look. 
Mm-hmm. So how beautiful do you think you are? Hey, but you cannot be insecure after hearing this, bro. Hello. How to like really? Actually, sometimes that. I look at at the sunrise and sunset. You look at the stars at night. You look at um, the moon on a full night and it's mm-hmm. bright. Right. The same Lord that created all of these things and made them the way that they are, created you too. Mm-hmm. Made you beautiful the way you are. <clears throat> right. So this is why we should all. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Be okay. thankful. You know, when anybody looks at us and tries to discriminate us, and <laughs> we can have a sense of empowerment. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made me this way, and He was pleased yeah. with making me this way. Yeah. And He said, I've created you in the best form. Subhanallah. You have been made in. The, this is not the best form of you as a human being creating. Mm-hmm. This is Al Rahman, Al Khaliq. Allah. Mm. The creator that created everything. Allah. All of the things that you find beautiful, He created them, mm-hmm. and He's telling you He created you in the best form, in the most beautifulest of forms. Wow! And then now we have industries that are feeding off people's insecurities, yeah. telling them, "No, you're not enough." What Allah Subhanahu yeah. Taala told you, you are enough. They're selling money, they're selling products, they're selling makeup, they're selling extensions, things, yeah. they're selling eyelashes to make you think you're beautiful, but actually changing yourself. Making you more insecure And it's like All of it just comes down To coming back to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Really yeah. Like yeah. everything All shit. of our issues Will be solved When we come back to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala When we come yeah. back to the deen You ain't lying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allow us to return back to his deen Ameen. Make Ameen. us people of knowledge That Ameen. understand the creation Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And forgive us for our shortcomings Ameen Subhanallah I think that Was a perfect place Khala? To end on Inshallah Chef Weber We would just like to Thank you, Jazakallah Khair, for man. always be willing to come here and share with our always audience. I love it. Always Goodness. love the, you know, being in the company of you two. May Allah bless you guys. May Allah protect Ameen. you guys. Ameen. 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 Truly. Subhanallah, if anyone wants to go tap in with Sheikh Fuad and his reminders, make sure you guys go give him a follow on Instagram. Allah mm-hmm. Akbar. You guys got to go check out his page, mashallah. Come on. Anyways, make sure you guys go ahead, like, share, and subscribe. And go ahead and share with a friend. And family member if you think this benefited. Don't Anyways. forget to turn on your post notification. I don't know why you're doing all that. But uh, <laughs> why are you whispering like that, bro? Oh, you got to say it loud myself loud. Turn on your post notification if you haven't. Boom. Anyways, we're going to holla at y'all. Take it easy. Assalamu alaikum. Peace. Peace.